Welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. Two experts who help small business owners solve problems. Today we're speaking with Melissa Stevens. She's the proprietor of Purdy & Co. It's a hair salon located in Henderson, Minnesota. Melissa needs our help in dealing with the uncertainty of the pandemic and how to move forward. That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Welcome, Melissa. Hi. So, uh, Melissa, do you want to, I mean, just give us an idea of um, what it is that you're trying to uh, solution for right now? Um, I guess I don't even know if it's a solution. Um, it's just wondering what's going to happen from here on. You know, we were shut down. My hair salon was shut down for 10 weeks. And we are back in business at a limited um, amount of people we can have in the salon with other guidelines that we have to follow. And we're really hearing a lot of whispers of possibly getting shut down again. Um, not really sure how that's going to go, how we're going to handle it and how we're going to move forth after that and how long it's going to be. So that's where we're kind of sitting right now. Okay. Um, so are you, are you a hundred percent booked out as booked out as you can be right now? Um, yeah, pretty much. I have to give my other gal who works in the salon her days. So I am taking one to two days off a week. Um, I could probably book up the weekends, but per my, what do I want to say? The guidelines that I set for myself from our first time that we were shut down, I'm trying to give myself a little more personal time and separate a little bit from my work. So the three, four days I'm working a week, I think I'm, I'm pretty well booked up as heavily as I can be. Okay. This might sound um, bad when it comes out, but just hear me out. Is there a way that you can create, so create a sense of urgency, like almost like using, and, and like I said, this can sound bad, using fear that your business might be closed again for an indeterminate amount of time to get people in the door. Cause I know, uh, you know, having talked, spoken with you and, and, and Julie and other women and, and how important hair is and getting your hair done is like, can you, it, it, like the, the 10 weeks that you were closed, I'm sure people were like, were going nuts that they couldn't get their cut colored, whatever it is that they need to get done. Um, can you book yourself out in that sense to say, Hey, we might, we might be closed again. So if you need to get anything done, get it done now. Get, get it. Yeah. I, I think people are starting to actually feel that. I don't think that the urgency is like a right now thing. I'm kind of calculating in my mind and I don't know where this is coming from, but I'm kind of thinking a September date is, is what I'm feeling. So the sense of urgency isn't quite there yet. Um, maybe come the beginning of August, maybe mid August, then I think the sense of urgency is going to start setting in. Sense of urgency for your clients, right? Yeah, myself and them. And I think like Corey was kind of saying, if I can kind of almost press, hey, you need to get in here. You know, you need to get this done. I think that that's when I'm going to start saying, you know, it's uncertain, but there's whispers of us shutting back down again. You've got to get in. And then I'm going to have to hit 
you know, more days a week. Yep. What are you doing right now for days a week? I'm doing Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and some Fridays. And I've even thrown in a couple of Saturdays here and there. Yeah. So I, I like the idea where Corey's going with getting as many people in now as you can, um, because that sort of pads your bank account, right? And gives you a little bit of cushion should you get shut down again, even okay. if you are eligible to collect unemployment, which you should be, right? So yeah. you've got that, that can bridge the gap, but you're able to bring in extra income now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's, it's exactly it. I'm just trying to, you know, get as much stockpiled now so that I know that I'll be safe for this second round that I'm anticipating is going to happen. Yep. And how, I'm sorry, how far out are you booked right now? Um, mid-August. Okay. That's pretty good. I think, what if you just started by opening up just even like one more day right now, or like a couple, like extending your hours a few days to get more clients, like starting now. I was going to say, if you're booked to mid-August, that tells me that you have people that probably would, could book and fill up your time right now, right? Yes. And extending hours probably wouldn't work because I'm pretty much there from 10 to 10. Um, Adding a Saturday or a Sunday is very possible for me if I were diligent enough to get the things done at home on Wednesdays and Fridays. That'd be perfect. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, because uh, you might be able to, and again, I, I speaking from zero experience, but um, I would imagine those people who are booked out later, if you could push them up in your calendar, you might be able to get them booked twice. Oh, definitely. And that way, I mean, you say, you know, tell them to come in now, come in on this Sunday or whatever, you know, whatever the extra day is that you're you're going to do, and then you can get them booked again. So essentially, you're you're doubling that revenue. Definitely. Um, Where else? So I know that on the revenue front, you're feeling some, um, you know, uncertainty. Is there any other places where you're feeling uncertainty? I mean, does it extend beyond the revenue just for everything that's happening? Um, you know, while I'm back in work, you know, right now, um, the only other uncertainty that I'm really feeling is we can't get a hold of the products that we need. A lot of us hairstylists are struggling to get just your general everyday products that you need to do your job because shipping apparently is not a thing. Um, I mean, I'm just going to pinpoint like TG is one of my major products that I use. I actually ran out of back bar product. I was bringing shampoo from home to shampoo my client's hair because I cannot get a hold of the product that I use in the salon. So that's another uncertainty. You know, what's going to happen with that? Will we be able to get the products that we need? You know, if this happens again, I mean, we're, we're unable to get a lot of them now. So, you know, that's just another issue that we're facing. Do you ever go to like the, this might be a ridiculous question, but not a hairstylist though. I have hair. So <laughs> that I, I, I'm a slightly more knowledgeable than my co-host, but do you ever like, do you go to like the beauty supply stores or anything like that? Can you buy your product there or no? Everything you have to order from a distributor. I order my color through a distributor and that's fine. They didn't really feel the heat through this because they were able to keep getting their product. Um, I go to a supply house in Mankato actually. And I also go to one in, there's one in Burnsville, Eden Prairie. Um, They are unable to get the product in the supply house itself. They're unable to get it shipped. So I don't know what's happening in the shipping industry or if it's, 
you know, I don't know where their lines of, you know, getting products and things come, comes from for them, but they're just unable to keep it on their shelf or get it on their shelves. So I could probably order it through a rep, um, getting a hold of a rep and trying to find that out is a whole nother story. But um, supply houses are just, their shelves are empty as long, I mean, as far as like, we even went to Sam's Club the other day, their shelves are empty. It's nuts. So I don't know what's happening if it's people overbuying or if it's just the shipping itself. Okay. And it's it, it probably a combination of the two. Yeah. Um, have you started exploring other options for for your products? So I, again, I, I don't know, but I mean, like in terms of like trying to find local solutions to to things like your shampoo or, or stuff, I'm, I'm imagining the color you probably can't, um, you know, that's not something that somebody can just whip up in their kitchen, but um, you know, shampoos and other things like that. Like, have you explored those options? There are, and again, pinpointing with TG, I switched over to their product about two years ago and it's just the ultimate product for me. I know Julie's even, you know, used it and, and liked it in the past here. Um, it's a really hot commodity. A lot of people want it. A lot of people are buying it, you know, all of that. So I have actually bumped down and started using some different products, uh, kind of against my own will, but I can at least get them. That answers one of my questions, because I was going to ask you if you could ship me some more of the shampoo and conditioner, <laughs> but now I know you can't. Well, I might be able to somehow backdoor get some. I don't know. But <laughs> if you can get some on the black market, let me know. Yeah, yeah I will. Okay. Um, did you have any issue, like, when you were able to reopen, I'm guessing clients just, like, flooded you with requests for appointments and whatnot, so you didn't lose customers really right I have gained I, and I don't even know where the number would be um, I've been open now for I think it's seven weeks seven or eight weeks and in those weeks I have gained probably about 20 new clients Wow yeah I've lost one we wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about SB Pace, the small business consulting company that makes this podcast possible. SB Pace, which stands for Small Business Planning, Advising, Coaching, Expertise, focuses solely on helping small businesses and entrepreneurs. Are you looking to start a small business of your own? SB Pace can get you up and running with a solid foundation that's built to last. Are you an existing small business in a slump or just looking for ways to improve what you do? We can help with that. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? SB Pace is the partner you need. You can find out more about SB Pace and what we have to offer by visiting our website, sbpace.com. Is is there an option? Um, I don't, I know you, so you have three chairs in your in your salon, right? So is there, and the reason I know that is because I've been to your salon. Um, is there a, an option to rent out the third chair to someone else and charge them rent and get revenue from that rather than you taking on more days, you leveraging someone else to get money that way? There is definitely that option. We are working at a 50% capacity is the issue. So I'm not even working with my coworker right now because we just want to keep things very separate. So that would bump down my days. And in my one day that I would work, I would be making what I would make in a month of rent from a stylist. So it really doesn't go apples for oranges to even bother doing such a thing right now because I would be having to give up work days and I can't afford that. Um, Maybe later, yes, that would be a great possibility. And even with the third chair there, I can't even use that chair myself and have two clients there at the same time because we're 
we're unable to do that for the laws of this COVID. But so how, how are you, like, if you were to start working another day, how does that work? Like if you were to like say, start working on Sundays, is nobody yeah, that'd be perfect. perfectly fine. Yeah. But I actually, I could probably charge double on Sundays. People would be so happy. But, yeah. Well, okay. Um, but who, is there nobody, like nobody's in there on Sunday then, right? No, no. So, well, I, and I guess that's where I'm going is that if, if you didn't want to work that extra day because you need time off and everybody does, could you just rent out that chair one day a week being that Sunday? Oh, absolutely. Or just Saturday and Sunday, if nobody else is working, you know, I could get someone to work the weekends. There's the issue. You know, it's not, um, I'm going to say, you know, stylists aren't lined up around the block looking for a chair to rent for a weekend. Um, I'm actually gaining a lot of new clients because we have local stylists that chose not to go back to work. Um, Some of them are staying on unemployment because they're making more money on unemployment right now until the $600 runs out. And they may, may be working in bigger box salons where there's multiple stylists in there and they're um, limited as to the hours that they can work and different things like that. So per unable to work 30, what is it, 32 or 34 hours a week, then they're able to stay on unemployment. Um, so they're losing their clients, you know, and they're coming to me. So it's not like I, I don't think I could find somebody to just step in and rent those couple days right now as times are. And now I'm, I'm thinking of how we could repurpose your salon, let's say on the weekends, uh, you know, as I'm stroking my beard right now. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm trying to think of uh, like, so, you know, maybe you can or can't get another stylist in there and, and let's say you don't want to work another day of the week, which is fine. Um, what else could we, could you use your salon for? I mean, could there be like yeah. some sort of male groomer, dog groomer? I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, and and that's a really good question. I think that you would have to have something maybe, um, what do I want to say? Just cash and carry um, retail or something. Yeah, we can't do a dog groomer per the laws. You know, we can't have animals in there. Um, you know, the Cosmetology Association has a lot of laws. So what you can and can't do in there and what you can and can't do licensed, unlicensed, yada, yada, they really do regulate what we can have in a licensed salon. So you're kind of at a stronghold there too. I mean, I just, I think shy of me just getting my old bones out behind that chair, you know, as many days as I can, I think I'm, I'm, that's what I need to do to just, you know, keep making money. And yeah, I think, I think it might also be helpful for you if you haven't already done this. Um, and, and certainly this is something that, you know, that, well, I'll say Corey and I, but it's really Corey could help you with is you should probably sit down, Melissa, and if you just run through this, like various scenarios of, from the revenue perspective of, you know, if this is what it's going to be like, let's say, let's say that the laws that you have, the rules that you have to abide by right now stay in effect for you know, all of the remainder of 2020 and all of 2021, like being able to project out what that means for your financials. Also being able to figure out like, you know, are there, could you do like one Saturday a month um, where you're open, whatever, whatever it is, kind of play around with some different scenarios so that 
you know, there are so many things and, and even adding in a scenario of, let's say they shut down again for another 10 weeks or something like that. Right. Um, so that just to be able to play around and knowing like whatever lever you have to pull or, or that someone else pulls for you, what that's going to look like for you. And so that you feel like you at least have some level of control over knowing this is how much income is coming in. This is what we're going to have. Here's our worst case scenario and, and be able to at least plan because we can't control the COVID, but we can control a lot of other things around it. And that might at least help you give you some peace of mind where you're like, Oh, okay, here we are. Here's, here's what we have. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, you know, making hay while, you know, while the sun shines is, is obvious at this point. Um, but I think what we need to work on right now is what can we do like with the assumption that there will be another shutdown? Yeah. Assume there's another shutdown in, like you said, September and make the assumption that maybe there won't be, you know, trillions of dollars thrown at this time. Right. I did, I did move forward with one thing that I, I really, the state of Minnesota, I don't know what their feelings are on it, but I have it. It's done. Um, I applied for a homebound service permit. Good for you. So what that, I mean, literally what it's written is I can go into nursing homes. I, well, now I can't, but you know what I mean? Um, nursing homes, people's homes, if they're homebound and do all of my services and I can charge full prices, I can do whatever. I just have to follow the same safety and um, sanitary guidelines that we face in the salon. Um, that cost me $50 in an application. So I feel as though if we are shut down and we're all sent home again, we're all homebound, right? That, that was so, going to be my question is what is the definition of homebound? <laughs> there really isn't a definition of homebound. You know, what, what one person's, I don't know. I mean, there could be one person who has a broken leg and they're homebound. There could be, you know, someone who is, you know, in a nursing home, of course they're homebound, you know, different things like that. So um, per the state of Minnesota, there are no written guidelines in the laws and rules book. So I feel as though I can just go do hair. So I'm not feeling as threatened as I was last time if we do get shut down because I still will be able to go and do my, my craft with people and be able to be paid for it. So um, I also did look into, I sent an email to the state of Minnesota when I was shut down last time. and. I just plainly asked, what can I do? You know, can I go to my neighbor's house and cut their hair? Can I go to my uncle's house and cut his hair? Can I cut hair at home? What can I do? And the response that I had gotten from the state of Minnesota was that they are set forth to regulate those who are doing hair for compensation. If I am going into someone's home or doing hair at home for zero compensation, they cannot regulate me in any way. So, hey, if I want to just you know, do some free hair and keep up with what I'm doing and just make me feel better because I'm doing something, I can also do that. Or tips, so, compensation? Any form of money, a meal, bartering, anything is comp compensation. So you would just have to walk away with nothing, which is fine with me, you know. But, but you could charge them double the next time they come into your salon. Perfect, yes. Give them a paper IOU. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm still stockpiling and and putting away before when we got shut down the first time and i talked with you guys i remember saying that i had a little bit in a savings account and you had mentioned that i was one of the only people 
that you had talked to that really had some money put away. And let me tell you, I've got that and then some put away this time. So I feel a little better going into things. I'm not as threatened. I'm not as scared. I'm actually, I, I might get backlash for this, but I would enjoy another vacation. I don't think you're going to get backlash for it. I mean, because even while you were, um, you know, that, that 10 weeks you were off, you were doing other things to hustle. Right. So, and being off, being off for 10 weeks and being stressed about the unknown isn't really a vacation. Right. So if you're more prepared, you have more money in savings, you already know the things you can do. You might be a little more relaxed and might actually have some fun. All right. Well, I think that's great. Hopefully we were able to give you uh, at least some ideas for how you can feel a little bit less anxious about what's coming. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yep. And if you uh, want some help, I'm pulling together some projections so that makes it easier for you to just plug and play and know what's know what to expect. Uh, let us know. Happy to help you with that. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Alyssa. Yeah. No, thank you. It's always good talking to you guys. All right, that was a great show today. It was. Special thanks to Melissa Stevens, our guest, who is the proprietor of Purdy & Co. It's a hair salon located in Henderson, Minnesota. Melissa reached out to us because she's not sure what to expect for her business's future. We're going to give you the ways you can contact her, but you can check the show notes for the exact spelling and exactly how to reach her. So Facebook, it's Purdy and Co. And she has a website, which is also purdyandco.com. Again, check out the show notes to get the precise spelling of it. You should also head on over to our website, sbpace.com. This is where you can sign up to be on the podcast if you're interested in having your small business featured or if you want to find out more about the services that we offer. You can also find out about our book, Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness, which you can buy on Amazon or directly through our site, so check that out. And that's today's pod. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And that was BizQuick, helping small business owners across the country. 